This is the Harvest Community Church Podcast with Pastor Michael Jones. And now let's join today's message already in progress. Well, let's get right into the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm 77. Psalm 77, and we'll jump right into the Word. Verse 1, it says, To the chief musician, to Jephthah, a psalm of Asaph. I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and He gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the, the, the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Let's pray. Father God, we do thank You so much for Your Word today, and we ask that You would speak to us through Your Word. We ask that Jesus Christ would be glorified and that He would be lifted up. We pray as we lift Him up, Father God, that we would see Him. And as we see Him, we would believe on Him. And as we believe on Him, we would be saved. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Won't you say amen, amen, and amen. Again, uh, many of you know that my daughter tested positive for COVID, and it, uh, it no fault of hers, uh, she didn't uh, cause it, but it changed all of my plans for the next two weeks. And I, I, I need to say I got a little upset with God because He changed my plans. And so uh, it's real interesting. With this pandemic, some of us could be harboring uh, different kinds of emotions. It's been a whole year, and some of us have had our plans changed. Some of us have wanted to graduate, and we don't have graduation. Some of us have wanted to be on campus at school. Our jobs have changed. We have been, some of us, been working from home for a whole year. Our finances may have changed. Family relationships, we haven't seen family. And although there is a vaccine, I'm very well aware that although there is a new year, we may have the same problems. And although there is a new year, we're actually living in the same season. And it may be a new day, but we've got the same trouble. And men and women, we need to to work through that. And I don't want us to just um, ignore the fact that many of us are suffering from emotional an emotional pandemic where we can't get rid of these negative feelings or we have had difficulty dealing with other people who seem not to have any trouble during this pandemic. And so I want to talk for the next few moments on the subject, trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last always. And the whole theme of of today's message is kind of working through our emotions working through how we're feeling, working through our stuff. I know we've talked about it before, but it bears talking about again with a different psalm, a different passage of Scripture, which may give us new insight. And so, as I read Psalm 77, Asaph is a great singer and a musician of David and Solomon's era. He's a leader of worship. He's one who knows how to praise and worship God. And men and women, those of us who are committed Christians, who know how to praise God, who know how to worship, we are not immune 
from these kinds of emotions that he is experiencing. G. Campbell Morgan put it this way, the message of this psalm is that to brood on sorrow is to be broken and disheartened, while to see God is to sing in the darkest days. And men and women, I think that we need to learn how to sing in the darkest days. This is not only a prayer, but this is a song. This is written by Asaph, a chief musician, uh, a musician for the chief musician. And so, um, uh, right away, we see his hopelessness. Look at verses 1 through 4. He says, I cried out to God with my voice. He says, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. He says, my soul refused to be comforted in verse 2. In verse 3, he says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. And then in verse 4, he says, I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Men and women, I believe that, that he is teaching us about how to operate in our relationship with God when we have emotions that we cannot handle. I'm going to say that again. I think that Aesop is teaching us how to operate with God when we cannot handle emotions that we face. And so there are six questions that even further amplify how he is feeling. Look at verses 7 through 9. And there's six questions. The the first question is, will the Lord reject forever? This man felt rejected. He felt like God was far away from him. And the second question, will he never show his favor again? He's saying that I'm not experiencing God's favor in my life. I used to, but will he ever show it again? It just seems like over and over and over I'm not finding his favor. And then he says in verse 8, Has his unfailing love vanished forever? I know he has unfailing love, but it seems like it's gone. I'm not experiencing the Christian life the way I ought. I ought to. I don't have the joy. I don't have the love. I don't have the peace. I don't have the patience. I don't have the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, or the self-control. It seems like his unfailing love has vanished forever. And then it says, the next question, the fourth one is, has his promise failed for all time? Our God's promise is true. It just seems like I try to claim them and I don't receive anything from them. Then it goes on to say, has God forgotten to be merciful? Well, you just said, Pastor, that His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness, but I'm not experiencing His mercies. What about that? And then lastly, he says, has He in anger withheld His compassion? Is God angry with me? Some of us feel like we don't get what what we're supposed to get because God is mad at us. Newsflash, let me tell you, God is not mad at you. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. God knows the plans that He has for your life. God's compassions are new every morning and great is His faithfulness. Just because there is a cloud over your head doesn't mean that there is a sun that is not shining above in the sky. And men and women, we need to make sure that we don't define our current situation in in regards to God based on what is going on in our lives right now. We cannot define our relationship with God based on our experiences 
or our circumstances. God is still a good God. But there are a couple of things that we learn from Asaph about this psalm and his complaints toward God. There are a few things that we learn. And I think one of the things that we learn is that it is okay to be honest with God. I believe that Asaph is being honest about his feelings, honest about his thoughts, and honest about what he is experiencing. And so, men and women, some of us feel like we have to lie to God and pretend like everything is okay and pretend like everything is all right. It is okay to be honest. God, as a matter of fact, wants you to be honest so he can deal with those feelings and deal with your situation and give you exactly what you need. The other thing that we learn is that it is okay to share your heart with them, to be honest and to share, to voice it. We have a public declaration of all of ASAP's complaints. We know what he was going through. And men and women, it is okay to talk to other people about your complaints. It is okay to, to, to share. It is okay to unload and to vent. But it is not okay to stay there. It is not okay to stay and not say, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. I'm sharing with you. Now deal with my heart. Because whenever I have issues or concerns that are going on in my life and, and, and I've got complaints and I know I'm being negative, I know that God has the answer. The issue becomes, will I go to him and receive his answer that he has for me? And the last thing I think we learn from ASAP is that it is important to work through our emotions in prayer. It is important to work through our emotions in prayer. ASAP wrote a song. This is actually a song, but it's also a prayer. And men and women, if you need someone to pray with you, or if you need to share your prayer request in a group, that is okay. But deal with your emotions and work through your concerns in prayer. It is important for us to be honest to God. It is important for us to share with Him exactly what is on our hearts. And we have got to work through those concerns and those issues in prayer. And so these, these, these things that, that ASAP is sharing, he, during the rest of the psalm, shares three foundational principles of how he was working through his issues in prayer. Three foundational principles that guided his process in prayer. And I believe that we need to get down these three fundamental things. And as, as we're going through them, when we discover family members and friends that are going through similar circumstances and similar situations, we'll have something to share. So these are very serious concerns that he has to work, work out in prayer. And men and women, I don't know what you're going through or those around you are going through, but I know they're serious. We never want to minimize the trouble that you face in your own life. We've got members who have lost loved ones during this pandemic. We've got members who have had loved ones who have been sick during this pandemic. We've got uh, men and women who, who are troubled because they, they have no income during this pandemic. We have those who have strained relationships with church members and family members and friends. They're serious concerns. But I believe that God has an answer. 
So let's quickly go through them. Look verse 10. He says, And I said, This is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the, of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Men and women, the first thing that he does as he works through these issues in prayer is that he remembers God's way. He remembers God's way. Look at verse 10. He says, This is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Then in verse 11, he says, I will remember the works of the Lord. And then he says, Surely I will remember your wonders of old. And then verse 12, I will meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Men and women, we've got to remember the way of the Lord. We've got to remember God's way. And the way we remember God's way is rehearsing what He's done for us in the past. Through prayer, we say, Lord, I remember when You provided for me. Lord, I remember when You gave me strength. Lord, I remember when you brought me through. Lord God, I remember when you came through and I didn't have anybody else to come through for me. Lord, I remember when you healed me. Lord, I remember when you worked that situation out. Lord, I remember your goodness and I remember your works in my life. The, the revelatory writer John in Revelation says they overcame them by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Men and women, I believe that God allows Asap to work through his troubles in prayer by remembering all that God has done in his life. Do you remember? Do you remember when God brought you through? Do you remember when he solved your problem? Do you remember when he answered your question? We've got to remember the works of God. We ought to tell our children and our grandchildren, tell our friends and our family members when they're going through something, hey, listen, I remember when I went through something just like you, and God brought me through. Men and women, we've got to talk and have testimonies on our lips to tell people about the goodness of God. And, and, and men and women, we need to hear that ourselves. And, and the thing that keeps us in defeat and the thing that keeps the devil busy in our lives is when we rehearse what we don't have. Listen, we re begin to rehearse those negative things and it's like a negative faith that gets solidified in our hearts. But we've got to rehearse those good things that God does. We've got to keep on talking about them and rehearse them over and over and over and over and it feeds our faith. So the first thing is we need to remember God's way. But number, number two is we, we need to remember that God's way is holy. We need to remember that God's way is holy. Look at verses 13 through 15. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. And in the NIV it says, Your way, O God, is holy. Your way is holy. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. There is something, there is something about worship that recalibrates the soul. But worship is not a natural instinct of the depressed person. 
When gloom closes in and all that once drove our, our life fades away, we tend to want to pull the blanket over our head and bail out on God and everybody else. But ASAP willed himself to come to worship. There, there, there are deeply helpful benefits to gathering with God's people. One of the reasons why I chose Psalm 77 is we're preparing to come back to gather with God's people. Men and women, there, there is power in coming in worship. And I believe that, that both of the translators have this right. When the New King James translator says, Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. And then the NIV uh, says, Your way, O God, is holy. There is a holiness in the sanctuary. And sanctified or sanctification is the root word of, sancti- of, of sanctuary and the root word of holy. And so there is something that God does when we gather to worship. And let me say this. When you are down, when you are troubled, when you are in despair, when you are depressed, When you're defeated, that is not the time to stop worshiping God. That is the time to lift up your hands. That is the time to stop your feet. That is the time to praise Him. That is the time to call all of His names. That is the time to lift up Jesus high. That is a time not for you to shrink back. And men and women, that is our tendency. When we get down and we get defeated, we don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want anybody to visit us. We don't want to come to worship. We stay away from the Bible. We stay away from our praise music. We stay away from everything that will encourage us. But you need to remember God's way is holy. God's way is holy. Men and women, I don't think we talk about this enough, but Jesus is holy. He is holy. And that is why we come to Him, because He is holy. In the book of Revelation... In, in, in chapter 4 and chapter 5, there was this scroll that had seven seals. And they couldn't find anybody worthy enough to open the seals. They, they looked all over the earth and they couldn't find anybody worthy. They looked in heaven and they couldn't find anybody worthy. Until one, until one, they found the Lamb who was worthy. They found Jesus because He was worthy. And He was worthy because He was holy. He was worthy because he had the credentials of the living God. He was worthy and he was powerful enough to open the seals of the scroll. And men and women, we need to know that God is worthy and he is powerful enough to to defeat the darkness that is in our lives. He is powerful enough to replace our morning, morning with joy and gladness. He is powerful enough to wipe the tears from our eyes. He is powerful enough to see Him in all of His glory in the midst of our tears. And men and women, we need to remember, we need to remember God's way. But we also need to remember that God's way is holy. Read this and, and, and then we'll go on to the next point. It says, Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Your way, O God, is holy. Who is so great as God, as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have your, with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. 
Ponder that. Consider that God is a good God. Get excited because God is a good God. But He's not only a good God, He's a great God. He's a great God. And men and women, not only are we to remember His way and remember that He is holy, but we're to remember that sometimes God's way is hidden. Sometimes God's way is hidden. Sometimes we got to praise Him even though we don't see it. Sometimes we got to praise Him even though we don't understand it. Sometimes we got to praise Him when it's a mystery and, and, and we can't solve it. Sometimes we don't see His glory, but we need to know it's there. Sometimes we don't see His power, but we need to know it's there. Sometimes we don't see His provision, but we need to know it's there. And sometimes we don't see His very presence, but we know He is there. Look at what the Scripture says. Your way was in the sea. Your path was in the great waters. Your footsteps were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. He's saying, your way was in the sea. We didn't see it in the sea because it was covered up by water. Your path was in the great waters, and we didn't see where you were walking. And your footsteps were not known to us. We wanted to follow you, but we just couldn't. We didn't see you. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And men and women, He will lead us. Just trust Him. He will lead us. Put your faith in Him. He will lead us. Put your confidence in Him. He will lead us. Begin to know His way and know what He's done and remember what He's done for you in the past. That Know His way even though it's hidden from you. Know His way by remembering how good He has been to you. Know His way by going to worship. Know His way by coming into the sanctuary. Know His way by praising His holy name. Know His way by doing that by faith in many cases. Know His way because although you don't see Him, you know that He is there. Men and women, that has happened so many times in my life. So many times I have said, God, where are you? God, why do you have me in this situation? You all don't know it, but I've quit being the pastor of this church a thousand times because I've said, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why I feel defeated. I don't know why I feel depressed. I don't know why I feel down. But Lord, you're going to have to carry me. And the only thing that carried me was knowing that God called me. And men and women, you need to know his calling. You need to know that he's called you to be a believer. And men and women, as we go and we look at Jesus Christ in this sermon, He is all over it. In many ways, you need to know His way. You need to remember what He's done for you. You need to remember the gospel story. You need to remember that He shed His blood on a cross. You need to remember that He healed and taught and performed miracles. You need to know that. And you need to remember that. You need to remember that when He died on that cross, He defeated hell, death, and the grave. You need to remember that He rose. You need to remember that He was with His disciples for over 40 days and, 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 and proved that He resurrected by many convincing proofs. He was seen by Peter and then the disciples and He was seen by more, more than 500 people at one time. You need to remember that. You need to know God's way. And not only that, you need to know God's power. 
You need to come into the sanctuary. You need to begin praising and worshiping Jesus for what He's done. Praising Him because He's taken away your sin. Praising Him because He's giving you new life. Praising Him because He's giving you eternal life. Praising Him because He's giving you a new purpose and a new plan for living. Praising Him because He's giving you His very presence. Praising you because if you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, He's given you His Holy Spirit, but you need to come into the sanctuary. You need to know that God is holy. You need to praise and worship Him for who He is. And in many cases, some of us, it's difficult for us because we didn't see it. We weren't there 2,000 years ago. We weren't there at the foot of the cross. We weren't there physically. But I tell you, Paul told the Ephesians that God has blessed us so much that in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9 it says he made known to us the mystery of his will the hidden nature of his will the secret of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ and men and women the psalmist Asaph he was troubled he was troubled I don't know uh, the, the period or the epoch in which he wrote. I don't know the situation in which he's describing here. But I do know the situations in which we live. And I do know that if we are troubled, we've got to process this thing in prayer. We've got to be honest to God. We've got to share with Him what's on our hearts. And we've got to process this thing in prayer. And men and women, remember God's way. Remember that God's way is holy. And remember, sometimes God's way is hidden, but it will be revealed. Men and women, I bid you Jesus today. I bid you to walk with Him today. I bid you to get in, in, in an intimate place with Him today so that He can speak to your heart. This is a word for me, and I'm running on it, that God's way is what I need to pursue. That God's way is holy and I need to pursue it. And God's way sometimes is hidden, but I still need to seek hard after Him. It could be that there's one under, under the sound of my voice that has never received Christ. And you need to receive Christ today. It could be that you're going through all kinds of trouble today. He'll give you peace. It could be that you're going through all kinds of turmoil. He'll give you strength. It could be that, that, that you're going through all kinds of lack and it's got you so depressed. He will provide. Men and women, He died on the cross so that we could exchange lives. We give Him our old sinful life and He gives us new life by the power of His Spirit. If there's one who would like to make that commitment today, you can simply pray this prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your heart. Lord Jesus, I need You. Thank You for dying on the cross for my sins. I now open the door of my life and receive You as my Savior and Lord. Thank You for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life and make me the kind of person You want me to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would like to know. We would like to know that you prayed to receive Christ into your life. If this message blessed you, let us know that as well. 
We are trying to do what God has called us to do in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this new season in which we are living. And in many cases, a lot of what we do is going to be online. But we need to touch you. We need to connect with you. We need to know who you are. So please get in touch with us. God bless you. We love you. Until next week, uh, uh, stay in the love of God. Remember His way. Remember His way is holy. And remember that sometimes His way is hidden, but it will be revealed. In Jesus' name, amen. We are hard and